business and people. Your host, Walt Bayless. Let's get this show started. Welcome to the Business and People podcast. I'm your host, Walt Bayless, and on today's episode, we talk with published author Jen Forster about her book, The Power of a Peaceful Woman, and we talk about the way that the must-have, need-to-do society is creating stress, and of course, how people can deal with that in a one-on-one basis where you can really take away the, the, the anxiety that comes with all of that pressure. Jen talks about some of the lessons that she would like to deliver to people coming through from students and, and people who find themselves in all kinds of positions in their life and how they can really find a bit more peace and harmony with their day-to-day activities and still be able to achieve an amazing life as a result. Jen's a fantastic speaker. She's a coach and an author and uh, really loved the time that we spent together. I hope you do too. Welcome to the Business and People podcast and our special guest for today, Jen Forster. Jen Forster, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Walter, thank you so much for inviting me on. I'm truly honoured and really grateful to be here. Oh, well, it is, our, it is our pleasure. Now, Jen, you've done some amazing things. In addition to being a lover of red wine and chocolate, you've also, <laughs> you have also had some amazing things. You've been a, a professional fitness coach. You're a solo mm-hmm. mum. You're a mentor mm-hmm. and a speaker. You're traveling the world. And, of course, mm-hmm. now you have this amazing book, which is The Power of the Peaceful Woman. I'm fascinated mm. to hear about that. But how did you get to where you are today? I'm sure that that is a fascinating story. Mm. It is a fascinating story. So, look, I guess it starts where the book begins, which is um, back when I was 39 and I was at a point in my life where from the outside looking in, it truly looked like I had it all, you know, um, career, family, hubby, beautiful home, Sunshine Coast, the whole, you know, box and dice. But somewhere deep inside of me, and I think anyone who's listening to this podcast um, will know that deep down feeling that we sometimes get that uh, although on the outside everything is, all the boxes are being ticked, deep down you know you're not where you're meant to be or at the very least you know you're not doing what you're meant to be doing. And that happened to me when I was 39. So um, much to the surprise of the outsiders looking in, I left my marriage um, and started to move into doing things that actually excited me and lit me up and and really fulfilled me in a way that what I'd been doing up until then had really just been, you know, I think, and I see so many people do this, it's, it's just the, it's the trajectory that most humans think they have to be on. Right. But not necessarily the one, you know, there, there are a million versions of that available to yeah. us but we tend to look down a telescope and fixate on one particular thing and not uh, not even question whether we can deviate from that or not um, right. so yes so I deviated from it a lot and um, my quest my my quest and my constant curiosity to uh, question everything is probably what uh, dotted me from project to project, business yeah. to business, um, adventure to adventure. You know, um, I, I would come to know that I did this intuitively. I now know there's a there's a formula to it as well, uh, which is what I, which is what the book is all about, the power of a peaceful woman. Um, but really following what lit me up versus what I am supposed to do was 
probably the thing that um, that that guided me the most. You know, I, I yeah. went from look. I've had things. You know, my first business was um, a, a chocolate shop in Montville, mm-hmm. in here on the Sunshine Coast. Um, I had uh, had my own women's fitness business. Um, I co-managed uh, a couple of boutique gyms. Um, I ha- uh, started my own fitness publication, like an actual, you know, hard copy Ma- yep. magazine. Um, I travelled to Saudi Arabia and spent some time teaching health and fitness at a vocational college for women. Wow. So. I, there's a lot that I've done, but 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 for me, the driving force has always been um, making a difference and serving in some way. Yeah, right. Okay. Was there a conscious moment for you, or was there a? Uh, and you don't have to go into details if you don't want to. But was there a traumatic mm. trigger, or was there awakening? Was there mm. a moment when you just said, "This is a, a different direction than I feel like I should be"? Was there something that happened that that pushed mm. your trajectory? trajectory side mm. mm. look it's the same thing that that pushed it side that constantly has me knowing when to move and yep. when to make a move and I write a chapter 40 in the book deals with this and and the concept is around radical responsibility so we all know what t- being responsible is you know and taking responsibility is all about but but I find when I speak to people so often it's not that they don't want to take responsibility they're just not sure what it is that they want to do. So right. the the thing that I use to check in with that is is a concept called not this. So about that. I so I so often when I get this feeling and it is a feeling it's an internal feeling where I can just feel that I'm not on course or I'm not aligned or um you know it's um and, and I I would again suggest a lot of your listeners would be familiar with this particular feeling. It's just this tug where you just know you're not where you're meant to be. Something's now not right. I didn't know something's not right. Yeah. So I always know that um, when that happens, I I need to look at the not this component. So whilst I don't know what it is, I do know it's not this. So right. it takes a bit of trust, and it takes a little bit of um, I don't know. Put, you know, just being a little bit ballsy about it. But um, if you can identify that it's a not, you're in a not this situation, trust in that and move towards something that actually kind of expands your heart a little bit. So it's like a physical feeling. Mm. it'll 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 feel like your chest is actually you know taken on some sort of you know it'll have doubled in size you feel so, that feeling of joy of lightness i guess it's a feeling of joy and lightness so and it, and and i used to say you know even when it doesn't make sense but i now actually say especially when it doesn't make sense follow that, that feeling because that's the thing that will move you away from the not this moment or thing that you're doing that is completely pulling you off course wow So now as we look and we can see that the power of a peaceful woman is being Mm. in over 35,000 retail outlets around the world. It's on Amazon. It's Mm. on everywhere that you can possibly get to. I want to focus Mm. on the word peaceful just for a moment because I find, so I've read The Way of the Peaceful Warrior, which which is uh, Mm. amazing incredible uh, uh, resource there as well. But that that Mm. concept of being peaceful in your yeah. ambition and moving forward, was is that a big factor for you in in driving your life from now? Oh, look, absolutely, well, absolutely, and it's a it's a concept that was truly, and I think for many, many, many women, 
is a foreign concept. I actually mm. did a little survey back oh, before I started writing the book and I asked some women in a group that I was a part of to tell me what they thought when they heard the word peaceful. And many of them felt that it was complacent, it was compliant, it was giving over, it was giving in, it oh, wasn't okay. right. And it intrigued me so much. So I did some more, you know, research and a bit more, you know, um, digging and, and delving around. But what I found is that we move away from peaceful because we, women more so than, than men, I think, are really pulled and tugged by the, the not enough syndrome. Mm. You know, we have to, we have to keep feeling. doing, yeah, we have yeah. to keep doing, 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 doing. Now, doing is something that's anything other than peaceful. Yes. And I think over time, I think over, you know, the last couple of decades in particular, women have forgotten what it is to just follow the, you know, their, their innate knowing. You know, we're all born with it. But I think because we have been trying to compete, we've tried to keep up, we've really been driven by a, 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 an energy of fear versus an energy of, of love and open-heartedness, we've come to think of peaceful as something that isn't powerful. Wow. I now would really like to, you know, to have women take on that it is in fact not only is it powerful to be peaceful, it's the most powerful energy source that you'll ever tap into. I love that because it's, it's, it's the power of the peaceful woman as the title. Mm. And I mm. think in, I can only see it's, it's interesting. I can only speak from the position of a 40 year old male, 43 year old male. And I, I, I'm hearing what you're saying and I'm saying, do you know what? Men are facing the same thing too. It's, it's that, mm. um, it's that war of I'm, I'm not enough. I need to keep pushing through and, and yeah. to, be able to find the peace in themselves. And so let's talk about men and female and women and men at the same and just say, finding that peacefulness of your own ability to be in control mm. of your life, I think is going mm. to help everybody to be able to move that forward in a, in a, in a strong mm. way. Now, I do want to come back to the fact that it's the power of the peaceful woman because I love that as mm. the book, father of two daughters. I want to make sure that they have a, a, a peaceful Beautiful. and powerful life moving forward. Do you think that... Well, 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 just before we go on, if I can touch, or perhaps this might be your next question, I wanted to touch on, um, you know, how to know, you know, it, so the concept of what should I do versus what do I want to do? Because Tell I me think about that. that that'll be amazing. Yeah. Mm, mm, the, 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 the lack of being peaceful, yeah. I think, comes from this, this constant push, which you just touched on, which is why I wanted to circle back to it, um, this constant push of what we're supposed to do and what we should do and, right. and that energy of trying and, and forcing and pushing yep. against what we're here to do. And I think that that comes from the fact that we live in a world that is completely and totally underpinned uh, by fear. So if you look at all of the basic structures that, that sit underneath humanity, you know, if you look at education, business, sales and marketing, uh, relationships, mm. um, health, fear sits under almost everything. So fear is this energy of, of um, yeah, of what, are, you know, what, what you're supposed to do. If you don't pass the test, you're going to get left behind. If you don't become successful in business, you're going to be left behind. If you don't um, get married and have kids, you're going to be left behind. Right. Now, left behind is a concept that 
is is eats away at one of the fundamentals that there that is to be human and that is connection so the very thing that is fundamental to being human is the very thing that very secretly sits underneath uh, as a driver for almost all of our decision making and wow. and especially so in business yeah so my uh the way i like to unpack that is to if you feel yourself in a in a should energy or a trying energy you know i should do this or i'm trying to do that have a look at the fear that might be sitting underneath that is the leap you're wanting to take or not wanting to take um being energized through a fear of getting or not getting mm. or is it actually being motivated by something that is more open hearted and something that that has a more um innate feel to it you know it's a knowing it's a, it's that deep down feeling mm. do you think that it's a disconnect between the the rational need for fear and obviously that that fight or flight and i've heard you, uh, you i've read a lot of your material we're talking about mm. combating that fight or flight um mm. and fear kind of mentality do you think that mm. that there's um a society pushing people and that underlying fear is mm. just off track all the time uh, sorry i probably just answered my own question but so let me, <laughs> let me, let me bring that around and say, if, if somebody's out there listening to this right now, Jen, and they're, mm. they're saying, yeah, I understand I'm hearing you, Jen, I want to wrap my arms mm. around you because I, that's exactly what I'm feeling. What would you say mm. to them to be able to say, here's how to deal with that and move, yeah. move yourself back onto a, onto a, a beautiful course, a powerful and peaceful course? Mm. Yeah. The, the way I do it these days is I, and it's and it goes against everything you know perhaps I've always done you know I I did my MBA a couple of years ago and I did when I did my MBA it was because I wanted to you know work overseas and it was going to be useful for that but now I now understand that the reason I did my MBA was perhaps to know how I how I never want to do business wow because it it uses all these old um, systems and processes that push against that fear-based decision making. Mm. So the way I, the way I tend to approach this now is when I am faced with, you know, which way do I go? Do I go, you know, this way or this way? Instead of giving into that that anxious energy, that nervous energy, that um, you know, like social media, I have to right. Otherwise, I'm going to miss out or I'm going to yeah. get left behind notice that and instead put your hand on your heart stop for a second take a breath and actually ask yourself what do i want to do what do i want to do mm. and then the trick it the trick is to listen the trick is to actually listen because the first thing that's going to kick in is that egoic mind that's that is being um motivated by this fear of missing out and getting yeah. left behind it's yeah. going to go yeah but yeah, but yeah, but we're you know we're gonna not, this isn't gonna happen and this isn't gonna happen. It's it'll it's going to take some trust. It's gonna take a little bit of um, it's gonna feel clunky. It's gonna feel like driving a car because this is not how we've been taught to to navigate business. But for me, I see a world that's imploding on itself at the moment because um, look at sales and marketing. Look at sales and marketing, for example you know, the run to the back of the room mentality for selling, the buy now or you'll miss out. Mm. Don't tell me you don't see through that. Every single person sees through that. So as as consumers now of, of this particular world that we're now living in, we have to start to think about how we're 
being sold to and how we're even being, um, I don't know, encouraged to to buy i don't know yeah. it, to, how those how those me, restrictions are being placed on us how that yeah. how that scarcity is being constantly uh pushed on us and if you don't have and if you're not doing and and all those yeah. sort of things like even even coming back to a uh to a health kind of focus which i know that you've had mm-hmm. some experience in, mm. um that society says you have to be this particular way you have to look that certain way yeah now, i i would combat that and say that that shouldn't be your motivation because your motivation should come from internally, right? This is absolutely. This is because I want to do this particular absolutely rather than I have to. Mm. Can you so? Can you see? I know as we're chatting now, this concept, this looking, moving away from what should I do, and you know the get gain, and coming back to what what is it innately in me that wants to do this next thing, and actually tapping into that. Imagine seven and a half billion people moving from a place or a space of what they want to do versus what they're supposed to do or have to do. Yeah. Our, our, world, our world would be unrecognisable. And, it, and it's not just in business. It is in health and it is in our relationships and it is in um, our education system. You know, it's in everything that mm. this way of moving is occurring. And it, I, I call it, so I have a second book, under construction at the moment, which um, which deals with all of this. So the book is called um, Open Hearted mm. and the subtitle is uh, Falling in Love with Fear the Way We Fall in Love with Love. And wow. it really is a book that cracks open the invisible energy system that is fear that literally threads and weaves its way through almost every Thing that we do as 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 humans, yeah, um, and 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 really opening up the concept to um, you know to looking at a different energy source, one that is more open hearted, one that is is tapping into the innate gifts that we're all born with instead of pushing against them. Wow, being more connected instead of being more driven like a railroad carriage. Now, I, I do have to clarify though. I mean, it wouldn't be so in the scenario where I have to get this done. Mm. That sometimes there's a reality mm. where tasks mm-hmm. can be done, but if the anxiety of that mm. is, is lowering your, your your energy, I guess the anxiety mm. of, I have to do it. Mm. Better way, am I right in saying the better way to deal with that is finding the reasons mm. why you want to? So, in other words, absolutely, I have to do this. You can mm. reframe that a little bit by just pausing and going, "Hang on a second, why do I want to do this? If I do this, yes. how is it going to help me?" And immediately. Mm even as I'm talking to you and I hope anybody that's listening, even mm. as I say it to you, I feel the stress and the anxiety of what I have to do. Completely, start to eat away. Start to completely get mm-hmm. out of my system in a much more positive, okay, well, I, I, I know I have to do this, mm. but I want to because. So it's not, mm. about, it's not about shirking the task. It's about wanting, wanting the result. It's, a, it's about tapping into you know the part of you that is going to bring the best part of that to the world so you're going to bring something to the world from a lack or from a space of scarcity or mm. a space of um not not having or being enough as a as a human yeah. versus bringing that same thing forward from a space of giving from a space of connection from a, a space, space of, of love. peace from a space of love and yeah, what what actually comes forward is a complete in fact it'll be it'll be your best work it'll actually end up being your best work because yeah. you're not trying to so 
when you're in this get gain mentality, when you're in this, you know, um, I'm going to, you know, give you this information so that you get this back, you're actually already coming from a place of lack. You're already coming from, I need to get something from someone. So I've got to give this actual correct piece of information. So you're already putting an energy force out there that is already coming from lack. So lack plus lack just equals more lack. But when you start to operate from your heart space, and we wonder why the world is in, you know, we're in this space, uh, a world that is, um, you know, really, you know, we've got, we've still got wars. We've still got, um, you know, people starving and all this kind of terrible stuff, you know, like there's so much stuff. But but we're trying to transform our planet from a space of lack. Mm. You know, we're all operating from this fear. I have to have it. I have to have it. I have to have it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if we shifted even, you know, it's not that we stop doing anything. It's not that we all, you know, I, I, you know, I joke to people all the time, you know, I'm not Zen Gen, you know, I don't just sit on a, uh, on a rock in the middle of nowhere and, and just chant on, I get stuff done. But the place from which that comes from now is a place of peace. It's a mm. place of calm. It's a place of contribution. It. It's a place of collaboration rather than you know, get it done, get it done, get it done, the get pressure. it done. And I understand. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what, exactly. what just before we came on, I, I, I like to jump onto social media and ask listeners, you know, have you, would you like to ask any questions for this amazing woman? And I think you saw the question that it was Madison that asked, mm. what would you like to do? I loved it. What would you like to do differently that would have, would have changed your direction? So let me ask you that now that we kind of understand the transition that you've been through, how mm. do you think knowing that, back 20 years ago, let's say, mm. would have affected mm. you and what you've been able to do, create and have in your life? Mm. I think, you know, the thing that this is the piece of wisdom that if I could pass on, in fact, I have passed it on to my kids. Uh, I have a, a daughter who's almost 21 and a son who's almost 23. And the thing that I tell them now, I used to say to them years ago, I used to say, um, do what you love and success will follow. I used to, you know, kind of mandate that. But when they were looking at me in my life, yeah, they were quite right in knowing, well, hang on a sec, mum, you're not actually doing that. You're not doing what you love and success is following. You know, you're just, you're just doing. Yeah. You know, there's you're plenty of doing. Day, yeah. There's, there's, yeah, there's plenty of doing. So that would be the thing and it's what I advocate to my kids now. So I remind them to have a look at what, where they're leaping from is the thing I'm about to do, say, want, have, achieve, is am I leaping from a place of love or mm. am I leaping from a place of fear? Wow. You know, is this is it is it fear driving this de- next decision? And you can apply that to anything, but is fear driving the decision? So when someone when they say, you know, I'm not sure which road to take, do I go down this road or do I go down this road? Do I make this choice or do I make this choice? You know, I ask them, well, what's underneath it? Are you are you going to go this way because you fear getting or not getting something, or are you going this way because your heart's going? Yes, this feels amazing. This actually excites me. This wow. lifts me up and lights me up. If it's that, if it's that, then go that way. But otherwise, you are leaping from fear, and that's the, really like, it's the word leaping. I think, like you know, for, as a somebody who thinks in pictures, if mm. your if your decision making paradigm is uh, based on fear, it feels like jumping off a cliff. I'm not sure what's going to come. And no wonder our stress levels are through the roof as a result. Yeah. Whereas if you, oh, if yeah. you have that as a position of love before you're, before you're stepping forward, 
the difference is you're stepping on a on a path proven to a pinnacle of a mountain. Like we're either jumping off a cliff and hoping, or we're stepping yeah. on a proven path. Like that, it just feels so much better yeah. straight away. So, what's totally. what's the daily routine, Jen, that helps you mm. um, helps you in that uh, understanding of of the right way mm. to make choices, the right way to live your life? Look, look, people ask me this question a lot, and my answer is is actually really simple. My job every single day is to get up and open my heart, full stop. That's it. That's my job every single day is to live open-heartedly. So no matter what I'm doing, whether I'm speaking on a podcast like I am right now, whether I am, uh, you know, I don't use the word coaching anymore. I I find coaching to me, um, it, 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 it just, it implies that I have the answers. It implies that the person that I'm dealing with doesn't have the answers. So it already puts me on a on a, a linear pathway, which which I don't think is in any way creating um, any kind. So I use the word expansion. So the word I use now when I'm dealing with people is, you know, it's an expansion process. So I meet people where they are and we literally expand together. So, you know, it's it's not about me being right, them being wrong, me having the answers, them not having the answers. We've all got this, we're all tapped into the same innate wisdom that, you know, the same energy that beats my heart beats your heart, you know. So um, it's really important to me that I don't, from from a space of integrity, which is also a rather overused word, but, you know, I would rather really just crack open together with someone um, through a questioning process, which I know is known as coaching. Coaching to me just still has a little bit of fear that sits under it that I know something that you don't. And and I truly, and I truly don't believe that at all. I believe we're we're all, we've all got the capacity to tap into everything that we need to know. Sometimes it helps to do that with someone, you know, through a conversation, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I I don't subscribe to here's a twenty thousand dollar package. I've got the answers for you. In I'm, six I'm not sessions, be- less. yeah, <laughs> that's I'm it. I'm not a hundred percent sold on that anymore. So, Jen, uh, what's what's something that people would find surprising about you if they if they mm, knew what what would they say? Wow, I, I would have never imagined that. Well, mm, something surprising about me. Um. Well, it, it, that's a really tricky question because I am extremely, uh, you know, I, I wear my heart on my sleeve. If you search my social media, you will find um, pretty much anything you want to know about me. I probably shouldn't be telling the world that, but um, but that's the truth. Look, that's one good. of the things, one of the things that um, that I am that not a lot of people would perhaps associate with me because I'm quite driven and I'm quite you know I'm you know I, I like to achieve and um and I do do that from an open heart these days versus you know a fear-based place but I am a pacifist I'm actually a pacifist so I do um you know I really abhor bullying I can see how that any kind yeah I can see how I, that I yeah bullying torture um uh, you know, poking the bear, all that, that it really just doesn't resonate with me at all. And, mm. and I don't, and I just, yeah, I find it really demotivating. And I think that's probably comes back to that coaching uh, title as well. To me, coaching 
it's putting you above somebody or it's, you know, when it, whenever there's a, I'm here and you're there, whenever there's a pedestal mentality happening. And I write about that in my book as well. I think the world um, has a lot of pedestal um, positioning in business. And um, I think the second you think that something is above you, um, you're putting it in a precarious position where it could actually fall. And then it falls and the person, you know, the thing that was actually put up on the pedestal didn't get asked to put there, be put there in the first place. But, you know, you've put it up there and now it's wobbled off. And, yeah. and, and, so, there's, and there's a process that you have to deal with that. You have to, you know, go through another setback or another whatever. You've, you've, used, um, you've used the word bullying a, a couple of times there. Have, you, have mm. you had an experience of working with someone? Actually, let's see if we can do it a different way. During yeah. a podcast, I, I typically have a 60-second challenge and, I, and my challenge is uh, normally focused on business. So it's a, biz, a friend of yours has started their own business. What advice would you give? But if I could, mm. Jen, just, just because mm. of the position that you're in uh, with, with the, the experiences that you've had, let's see if we can help some. Mm. Anyone mm. who's listening, anybody who might be watching, uh, if they have or are currently going through an experience of being bullied, where they're being mm. made feel less than they are, Mm. How could you um, deliver some message or some help to to some people there within kind of a 60-second framework? Mm, Okay, within 60 seconds. um, The first thing I would say to anybody is know that you are enough always and in all ways you are enough. And if you are being bullied, you need to take on that it's not about you, that the person that's doing the bullying potentially has some unhealed wound or some, um, you know, issue or something they've never dealt with themselves and Mm. they're projecting it out onto you. So bullying is never about you. It's about the person doing the bullying. Mm -hmm. And if you can, of course, whether it's, you know, especially if it's physical or, or or even, you know, emotional, remove yourself from it. You know, it's a very, it, it actually makes you a powerful person to remove yourself from it. To consciously choose to avoid in all ways and, and move on. Yeah. Of course, you know, yeah. there's, there's lots of avenues uh, in terms of professional help and that kind of stuff, um, but that's that's great to be able to, A, look at yourself in the mirror, and, again, this is something I've said to my kids, you know, look mm. at yourself in the mirror and say, I'm okay. I'm yeah. okay. I am everything I need to be. I'm okay. So recognise that yeah. first and, of course, uh, remove the, the thought that you're not enough. It's a, a fault mm. of the other person and their mm. uh something that's missing for them and of course remove yourself from the situation um jen i i'm loving that uh the message you're putting through with uh, the power of the peaceful woman and the the subtitle of that is it 49 ways to drop the armor and diffuse the drama Drama. i like it and (laughs) i think that's going to lead to a much more uh peaceful life for so many people and of course you can find that um wherever you search on google have there been any books that have made a big difference to your life jen has there been a Mm. A book that you would say, you, you know, add this one to your list? Yes. The book I always tell people to add to their list is um, Michael Singer's The Untethered Soul. Wow. It is, it's a, it's a short book, but it's a truly profound book. It's, um Yeah, it, it, it brings everything back to you, which let's face it, it all starts and ends with you or yeah, me. Right. No matter, no matter <laughs> yeah. where you go, no matter where you go, there you are. Are you, are you a reader, Jen? Are you a, a, somebody? I am a reader. Yes. Like limiting it to one book. Um, I'm constantly reading. 
you know, um, there's three books I carry around with me. Uh, Byron Katie's Loving What Is, uh, The Untethered Soul. These are all massively highlighted and dog tagged and whatever. Um, and Eckhart Tolle's A New Earth. So okay. it, was, it was about 10 or 12 years ago that I tried to read, um, and I say tried to read, Eckhart Tolle's um, uh, The Power of Now. And in all transparency, I never got past chapter one. Wow. It literally, It literally put me to sleep because it's really high level. It's really high level content. And, and that's interesting, actually. Somebody said to me the other day, and I'm not sure who this is insulting, me or Eckhart Tolle, but um, my book, The Power of a Peaceful Woman, um, they referred to as the kindergarten version of uh, the power of now. Because I, would take, I would take that as a compliment. I think yes, that's brilliant, you know? Like, because it, it takes all this high-level wisdom, but I apply it really experientially to day-to-day life, you know, to day-to-day scenarios. So, you know, um, no matter the question, love is the answer. What does that even look like? You know, how does how does that apply to a solo mum of two kids living on the Sunshine Coast? You know, where would that show up in my life, you know? Sure. Um, so, yeah, so I, it's a very practical read but having said that those books yeah i i really love them yeah i love them a lot and in addition to working to on uh, open-hearted your next uh, masterpiece mm. which i'm excited to see coming through as well what what else is on your horizon what are, what are some of the things that are uh, occupying your days these days Mm. So I've got some workshops and some retreats coming up and I'm, I've just actually, this is really exciting. So I've just set one up in Barcelona in Spain, a full day retreat in Barcelona in, um, in Spain. Uh, that's in November and, um, and some work as well, uh, in, Los Angeles before I head to Barcelona. So that's pretty that's exciting too. That is very, very cool. And uh, mm. I've only, Jen, I'm so, I'm so grateful for your time and, and I really appreciate it. I know you had other plans today and I've, I've interrupted you with, uh, with jumping on the podcast. I am extremely grateful. So I'll just ask you a couple more questions if I can and I'll let you be on your way. Um, who's someone in your life as a role model that you look up to? Who's someone that you model, emulate? Um, who, mm. who inspires you with what they do? Mm. Um, somebody at the moment who really inspires me is a dude called Kyle Cease. I don't know if everybody knows of him, but if not, Google him. He is a radical human being with a radical approach to shifting the consciousness of the planet. So, and he uses comedy to deliver his transformational tools. He's a real, he's great. So Kyle yeah. Cease. Yeah. I'll make sure we pop his name into the uh, mm. show notes as well. And I guess my last question then, Jen, would be if you had a, you had a chance to, mm. uh, to talk to a room full of graduate students. Now, your kids are 23, 21. Yeah. Um, mentioned that you've, you've, you've had that experience of understanding um, to get rid of the drama, get rid of the should have, mm. must do mentality. But if, mm. you're on a, if you have a stage mm. and a few minutes to talk to a room full of graduate students just freshly mm. out of school, what message mm. would you give them that would help them have a more fulfilled and more peaceful life? Um, look, I probably will get shot off stage for even saying this, but I would say to them, <laughs> um, it's all lies. Everything that you've been told to this point is all lies. Wow. Um, yeah, there is no um, not getting anywhere. There is no missing out. There is no somewhere to get. Everything will be okay. Everything will turn out just as it's meant message. to. 
as much as it's confronting and you say everything is a lie up until now, it's a beautiful message mm. when you, when you um, supplement it with the words, everything will be okay. You know Absolutely. What? And we all I have- think our young pe- I think our young people really need to know that more than anything because they are, you know, up until 18, 19, before they even potentially, well, they're almost threatened with university. You know, our kids yep. are, you know, you have to, you know, I just think it's a lie and I think that they need to know that, they don't have to know anything. They don't have to know where they're going. They don't have to know what they want to do. They could do a million things in their lifetime and to just relax and know that they're going to be okay. And I hope anybody that's listening to this, they can relate that. It doesn't matter whether you're 20, 30, 40, 50, 60. You don't have to feel a certain way because everything will Not be Not at all. The whole world. Everything will be. You know what? It really is. It's, and, you know, that's one of the things I live by everything will be okay. I love it. I absolutely love it. Jen, thank you so much for your time. It's, it's a real My pleasure to sit with you. Um, I'm excited for The Power of the Peaceful Woman. I think that's amazing. And, of course, Open Hearted coming through as well. Um, thank you for the gift that you've given us with, uh, with your time. And I wish you all the success in the future. Oh, well, and back at you. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in and listening. And, yeah, and spending a little bit of time to, you know, to do and be better. See you on the horizon. Thanks again, Jen. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. It's Walt, and thanks so much for listening to the episodes on the podcast. We really love bringing these interviews to you, and I hope you're getting a lot out of them. We've designed the podcast to really help and to engage with everybody out there, so you could help us by simply leaving us a comment or a review, subscribing on iTunes. Head over there now. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and leave a review for us. It helps more than you could possibly believe. Do that now and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode.